0: Welcome to Feedback Friday, everybody. It is a great Friday to be alive. We are going through some interesting stuff in the United States. Thankfully, not everybody who listens to these is in the United States so that we can keep a worldwide perspective. We need you people. Thank you for showing up in my inbox and in my life. But in the meantime, I'm here with Alex Beller, who is the co-founder at Postscript. They are doing some sick stuff. And one of the things that I got really keyed up on recently was their new site, Fantastic Texts. And it's all about how are people getting that messaging in SMS and how are companies using this. And just like really good emails, we're showing off the email space, they're showing off the tech space. Super excited to be here with you. I have really enjoyed getting to know you recently and feel like we are like good buddies. Why don't you give everybody a little bit of? background on how you gotten into this.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I think of us as simpatico. How did I end up here? What Postscript does is a little bit more narrow than I think your normal approach or topic. Postscript only does one thing. We work with brands that run on Shopify, so e-commerce businesses, to roll out and manage an SMS marketing strategy. We aren't SMS for any online business. We're not SMS for any retailer. or SMS very specifically for e-commerce businesses and for ones that run on Shopify. And so as we've been learning about this space, what we've seen and how I ended up here today is really just a reflection that like, because texting is so new as like a B2B marketing channel, it's so new. No one knows how to do it well. The use cases that we see as being average are really, really bad. People are thinking, oh, this is the exact same thing as email. But it's really not, it's like fundamentally different. And you probably know this, we all communicate differently with our friends over email than we do over text. It's a very different channel, it's two way, people are more sensitive to it. And what we saw as more and more companies started adopting SMS as a, as a marketing and communication channel, we saw that the ones who took a like SMS first approach and the ones who actually treated their audience with a little bit more respect, and actually engage with it as a two-way channel versus just viewing it as like, ooh, a new marketing channel that gets really high opens. Let's send as many texts as we can through there. The ones who took the former approach, they're the ones doing way better. They're the ones seeing higher ROI, lower unsubscribes, just across the board.
0: That's fascinating, man. I love that kind of insight. And do you all work with these companies and do they allow you to manage it and then you get to know some of that data? Is that how you're... Hearing in some of this?
1: We work with a couple thousand e-commerce brands. We're gonna look at a few examples. They use Postscript to send out their texts. We do not manage it for them. We just provide the tech platform. But the reason we built Fantastic Tests was a couple of reasons. One is we've seen in the space, right? That really good emails provides just this like fantastic anchoring and inspiration point for email best practices and for design inspiration. And because SMS is a new channel, we really felt Like something like that was needed because as I was saying, it's totally new. So most brands and most marketers aren't sure what good looks like yet. We were constantly hearing from our customers like what types of messages are working elsewhere? Like what's good creative look like? And so we wanted to create a repository to just help solve for that. What's this first brand? Bloom. This is one of my favorite all-time examples. (laughs) And as you might imagine, Having started this company, I got a lot of texts, right? I'm on a lot of lists. I get a lot of texts. Bloom is one of my all-time favorites. Bloom is a women's healthcare brand. So they make a few different feminine care products. Some are offered via subscription, some aren't. You all should check them out because their website is beautiful and they care a lot about design. What really stands out about this and why I wanted to share it is that if you look at this text that they're sending out to their subscribers, it is not a marketing message. If you sign up for text from Bloom, you're probably thinking you're gonna hear about like new product drops, or you're gonna get an abandoned cart text, or maybe you're gonna get a tracking link when you order something. In this text, they're just giving their subscribers something. They're saying, hey, here's a Starbucks gift card. Take this into your local store, scan it, and you'll get a free drink on Bloom. And they've done this a handful of times. It's just a surprise and delight and like engagement maneuver to keep their SMS list really warm. It's so easy to wear people out via text. You really have to be sensitive. You can't just market to them all the time. This is just a pure customer engagement play. The response to it and the sentiment from it was just profound and off the charts, as you would imagine. The replies that come back to Bloom when they send these out, which they do maybe every other month, are like, oh man, you guys are the best. So cool, Like, thanks so much. Getting that sort of response to like a marketing channel is really powerful. And so this is just a cool outside the box not traditional use case that we've seen work really well.
0: In the SMS space, is it similar to email where like if we send out an email, like I sent out one this last week that was more personal and people reply to it and I reply back, are there tricks like that? Like That's good for our list. As long as I cc hello at uh, really good like it keeps the list in positive light in terms of the, the list management. Does SMS work that
1: way? Are there now bodies that are governing some of this and keeping track of it? Halfway between yes and no. The yes part is that it is a really heavily regulated space. You have to get opt-ins the right way, otherwise you're liable for gigantic, huge penalties, much bigger than email. per message. At the same time, if you're following all those compliance rules, even if you're just marketing to people, if you're sending out the same thing to your whole list two or three times a week, you're gonna get tons of unsubscribes. It doesn't help with deliverability, a tactic like this, like you're asking, but what it does help with is just keeping a healthy list and keeping people engaged by not over-marketing to it. Our cell phone is a personal space and like our SMS inbox is a personal space. We don't wanna be over-marketed to there.
0: Tell me about this brand, what's going on here?
1: Another one of my favorites, a really creative use case. So Outer Isle, they make cauliflower infused bread products and they're blowing up really big. So it's kind of like replacing like traditional like gluten and carbohydrates and things like that, wheat. They just figured out, instead of showing you marketing campaigns or like abandoned cart messages, there's a couple different weirder use cases. And they were like, hey, let's abuse the fact that SMS is a two-way channel and let's play a game with our subscriber base. This is like a fun slash informational message they sent out where it's saying, hey, let's play Wheel of Fortune, reply with the right answer and get a prize. And so users could reply back guessing to solve the puzzle up top. And if they got it right, the outer aisle support team was then replying again via text with like a discount code for the product. That's another just so high engagement, it's not getting a text that says, Click here to get 10% off. This is fun and it's unique and it's really creative.
0: God, it's so interesting. The psychology behind some of this stuff is really important. To be able to engage your users in a much more relational way, this is a big message for me that I'm always hammering, is get out of your narcissistic, here's about us, here's about us, and instead start saying, hey, I want to be in relationship with you. Like I want to create connection with you. I want to serve you. I want to help you enjoy something. Like I'm a bread company. I'm here to add a little bit of like smile to your day. That's really unique. I love it.
1: It's not taking themselves too seriously at all. That's like the core of a good SMS strategy. You got to lose all the corporate marketing speak at the door. You got to think of this as like texting your friend.
0: How about this guy?
1: This is the perfect third example off the theme we just hit on. So Olipop, they're an awesome natural soda brand. My favorite flavor is strawberry vanilla, and they're really good. And so what they did here, this is a product drop text. It's written from the voice of Ben, one of their co-founders. If you're a subscriber to Olipop, you're probably like, they have a cult following. You're probably in on the cult if you're subscribed to their SMS channel. And this is getting a personal text from their founder announcing a new flavor and they only have like four flavors, so it's a big deal, it's worthy of a text. But because it's written in first person, that's also like pretty personal message to get that fits within how SMS should be used. If you reply back, you're gonna connect with their team and you're gonna be able to converse. So this is really treating SMS as like personal channel, it's two way, great use of emojis, nice looking can in that picture, and really personal first person voice. The photo here is not nobody stood in a
0: studio. This guy is like just a normal guy. And that feels cool in the sense of it's a lot closer to something that again, is very personal. Not every brand is that going to be right for it, but that's pretty interesting here. This is actually a fairly long message for something like this. And I think it's interesting to know that it performed well when you're in this personal voice, what's available in SMS in terms of personalization
1: or segmenting and things like that? It'll vary by platform, but in our use case for PostScript e-commerce, there's a lot there. You can pull in dynamic tags just like an email, right? So you could personalize the message with the user's first or last name, previous products they've bought, any kind of like piece of uh, data that you have in a merge tag could be placed into a message. At the same time, this message probably didn't go out to their entire marketing list. It probably went out to like a relevant segment. So maybe it's folks who bought more than one flavor, or maybe it's folks who've signed up to get notifications when they drop new flavors. There's a ton of segmentation available, and that is the right strategy actually. You should not be send hitting send all the same message to everyone because it's impersonal. Instead, it should be like, based on what they have bought previously, what actions they've taken on site, how much correspondence they've done, all kinds of stuff like that, where they live, etc.
0: You've really helped us think through a lot of this stuff. I'm going to try and summarize what I'm learning. Remember that SMS is a much more personal channel than an email. Email is already more personal than something like social and more personal than something like just the generic web. SMS is that much more. This is the same environment that we're texting our friends and family. Maintain that personal note and you will have the greatest effect and the least number of unsubscribes when you are not just writing personally, but where your message is segmented to people for whom that message serves them more because of an action that they took. In terms of strategy, if you can surprise and delight, we saw real success there we saw using a personal tone and and being able to reveal something that feels like special to somebody so there's almost like a specialness a sacredness a like on the inside track kind of a feeling that seems to do well in
1: some of these messages is that right the way i phrase that dynamic is i encourage new folks approaching SMS to think of it as their vip channel have respect for the users they're your biggest fans if they're signing up here because it is so personal people are probably only going to opt in to a handful, maybe at most like eight brands on SMS. It's going to be a lower threshold than on email. So if you're one of theirs, it's a pretty big deal. And I
0: can imagine that there's probably when you're asking people if they want to opt in, that there's some messaging there that is really critical about, hey, be a VIP, get in on the the stuff that not everybody else does. What
1: else seems to really track well when getting those opt-ins for SMS specifically? The best performance that I've seen in gathering opt-ins is a reflection of the brand and actually how they merchandise. If it's someone like Olipop who has a cult following and they have four flavors and they probably come out with a new flavor like once a quarter, a great way to get people on the list is probably like, be the first to know when our next flavor drops. That's a really good lever for them. If you're Linen and you're a retailer that has inventory regularly available, maybe it's just the traditional like, hey, grab 10% off your first purchase by signing up here. It's so the last one that I see success with is just the incentive of like a generic VIP list, like join our VIP list, get access to first look at new products, get access to like discounts, get access to like premium support, things like that. Those tend to be the three biggest sign-up levers.
0: Thank you for being here and sharing this
1: insight with us. Where can people get more of these fantastic texts? Fantastictechs.com. Nice and easy. It's sitting there waiting for them. Really appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Everybody out there,
0: email geeks, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Be well to each other. Be really good. Ciao, ciao.